We've all seen televangelists captivate the world with apparently supernatural abilities, signs and wonders, miraculous healings, or physical manifestations that defy human reasoning, prophetic utterances that come to pass just as they were spoken. Aren't all of these signs of a true prophet? Maybe or maybe not. Let's take a look at this concept together in this week's 5-Minute Tour. Welcome back, Torah Tribe. You're watching the channel that connects disciples of Yeshua to the eternal Torah of God. This week's Torah portion is the portion of Re'eh, Deuteronomy 11:26 through 16:17, and here are the three things that you need to know about it. Number one, centralization of worship. This week's Torah portion places a significant emphasis on limiting sacrifices to the location that the Lord would choose once they entered into the Promised Land. Of course, we know this came to be Jerusalem, specifically the Temple Mount. The emphasis on centralized worship highlights the importance of a unified spiritual practice and the rejection of idolatry. Moses instructs the Israelites to only offer their sacrifices in the place that God designates, serving as a reminder that true devotion not only involves adhering to God's commandments, but refraining from unauthorized practices as well. Number two, more instructions on food. Like last week's Torah portion, this week's portion includes more commandments and details revolving around food. There are some basic instructions regarding sacrifice and slaughtering, including the instruction to pour out the blood of a slaughtered animal. It also includes a streamlined review of the dietary prohibitions we covered in Leviticus 11, adding to these the prohibition of eating the meat of animals that died naturally. Number three, pilgrimage festival details. The end of this week's tour portion gives some additional details for the three pilgrimage festivals that were not mentioned back in Leviticus 23. These festivals are Pesach, or Passover, Shavuot, or Pentecost, and Sukkot, or Tabernacles. One of these prohibitions forbids offering the Passover lamb anywhere except for the temple in Jerusalem. Why is this important today? Well, since the Holy Temple isn't functioning, we do not eat lamb on Passover to avoid the appearance that we've attempted to sacrifice it in a way and location expressly prohibited by the Torah. Can you believe it? In just a few short weeks, we'll wrap up the book of Deuteronomy and start back in Genesis with a brand new Torah cycle. Now is the time to prepare for the new cycle by picking up a copy of one of the 5-Minute Torah commentaries. I've had several people ask me what the difference between these books are. The difference is that they each contain unique Messianic commentaries on each of the weekly Torah portions. If you're looking for a quick thought-provoking insight into the weekly Torah portions for your Shabbat table, your family devotions, your small group, etc., any of the volumes of 5-Minute Torah would be a perfect choice. And by purchasing a copy of these resources, you can help support this channel and the ongoing creation of quality Messianic resources. Thanks in advance for your support. This week's Torah commentary is called Signs and Wonders and comes from my book, 5-Minute Torah, Volume 2. In our day, a large number of Yeshua's followers find affinity with the charismatic movement, particularly among those in the Messianic or Hebrew roots movements. It seems the reasoning behind this attraction is that they are seeking to recapture the power demonstrated by Yeshua's earliest followers. After all, Yeshua promised power to His disciples upon their receiving the Holy Spirit after His ascension. 
He told his disciples, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Acts 1.8 This power was evident in the lives of the apostles. For instance, in Acts 3, Peter and John are on their way into the temple complex when they encounter a lame beggar and heal him with a spoken word. In Acts 5, Peter is healing so many people that, quote, they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. This is Acts 5.15. In Acts 28, Paul heals a woman who is suffering from fever and dysentery. It seems that everywhere they turned, the apostles were performing signs and wonders. Many people read passages like these, and it awakens a desire within the human psyche to experience this spiritual power. We desire to replicate what we have only read about in our Bibles. The modern charismatic movement is an outgrowth of this desire. It constantly tries to show authenticity through signs, wonders, and prophecies of future events. But there's a strong caution that should accompany this pursuit. This week's Torah portion speaks to the inherent danger of following after miracles and prophetic voices. It begins by establishing the condition that should capture our attention. If a prophet or dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass. This is Deuteronomy 13 verses 2 and 3. By itself, a prophet who performs signs and wonders is not problematic. But the Torah continues to say that even if that prophet performs all kinds of miracles and foretells events that are confirmed with signs and wonders, he still has to pass the litmus test. A true prophet must uphold the commandments given to Israel through the mouth of Moses. If he does not, then he is to be rejected as a false prophet. But that prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has taught rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of slavery to make you leave the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk. So shall you purge the evil from your midst. This is Deuteronomy 13, 6. There are many people today who are able to produce signs and wonders, predict the future or even know secret things about a person's life. But these things alone do not qualify them as a true prophet. The Torah is explicit in that a true prophet must point people back to the instructions given to the children of Israel on Mount Sinai. The signs and wonders that a prophet works are not an end to themselves. They're only to get people's attention so that they can instruct them. A true prophet will instruct people to return to the Lord's commandments. But a false prophet will use signs and wonders as a lure to entice people away from what the Lord desires of them. Although a prophet may promise blessing and good fortune for hearing his word, we are to only listen to the one who speaks on behalf of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. If we will heed the true voice of the Lord and follow his instructions, he promises to bless us. But this is only on the condition that we obey the voice of the Lord your God, keeping all his commandments that I am commanding you today, and doing what is right in the sight of the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 13, 19. We must remember that not all that glitters is gold. We must know the word of God and use discernment when we listen to those who claim to speak on behalf of the Almighty. They may be able to produce incredible signs and wonders, but if they lead us in a direction that would be in opposition to the instructions of the Torah, then they cannot be trusted. Yeshua made it clear which direction he was pointing his disciples. 
He instructed them, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the Torah until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. This is Matthew 5, 18 and 19. May we continue to heed the voice of the true prophet, Yeshua, the Messiah, who continually points his disciples back to Torah. And may we all anticipate his return each and every day. Well, thanks for joining me each week for these five-minute Torah insights. I'll see you again soon with another messianic insight into the eternal Torah of God. Blessings from Amet HaTorah.